Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter wonderful pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch, and the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, wonderful pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker, the protein. These little wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up a whopping six grams of protein giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Herd podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. This is the Best of the Herd with Colin Cowher on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the Herd. I am your host, Jason McIntyre, in for vacationing Colin Cowherd. Happy July 5th, everybody. Wherever you are and however you may be. Is that what he says, Alex Curry? <laughs> you may be listening. Yes, this something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Happy, you did, you did good. As I tell my kids, happy Wednesday to you, Alex Curry. Wednesday? Yeah, do you ever use that? No, no but I think From I might now. Okay. I'm into that. There's some people cringing out there if I attempt to be cool and relate to I, the kids. I thought you were going to say cringing at the fact that it's the day after 4th of July. It's like National Hangover Day. I yeah. think July 5th and the first of the year. Yeah, how are you feeling on oh, July Oh, I'm 5th? great. Yeah. I, I just hung at home with my dogs. I'm also taking care of my girlfriend Cynthia Freeland's dog right now. So okay. I have like a full crazy dog house. Nice. So just me and the dogs and yeah. fireworks. I, I got off a flight from balmy Orlando at about 1 a.m. Uh, this morning. Yeah, Orlando. Tough to fly out of for sure. My son was playing Yes. Yeah. Indeed, yes. My son was at a national volleyball tournament. They finished fifth. Not, not bad, That's but okay. a little bit disappointing. That was we good had fun. Dad. Good dad fun move. was had, yes. And uh, obviously during the July 4th holiday, I was doing a lot of ruminating about sports. Uh-huh. And uh, let's just say there's some interesting storylines out there. A I don't want to put too much pressure on Tua, but we'll get to him shortly. Mm-hmm. I do want to start with this. You know, ladies and gentlemen, NBA free agency was kind of wacky over the, uh, the holiday break. A lot of interesting names out there. Moving, new places. And we had a couple trade requests, or should I say demands. Uh, a certain gentleman by the name of James Harden has now demanded, I think, I've, I think I've lost track here. It might be his third trade demand in four years. Remember what happened when he was leaving Houston. That was ugly. He did not want to play there. He wanted his little strip club tour across America right before the season started. Showed up out of weight, not locked in. Then there was Brooklyn, that disaster And now Philadelphia, James Harden demanding a trade, as everybody knows. But it's interesting because I want to take the Joel Embiid angle to this. If I'm, can you imagine what Joel Embiid has gone through since going to Philly? He was, I believe, the third overall pick in 2014. Embiid has been an ambassador for the sport. Uh, Everybody loves Joel Embiid. He's coming off an MVP season, and he's also had to deal with the process in Philadelphia. Sam Hinkie, of course, the mastermind behind it. He's also the mastermind behind this great quote: "You can't get to the moon." By climbing a tree, right? You gotta take, you gotta take big swings. You gotta go for the moon, go for the glory. And Philadelphia has largely done that, but they're now in a tough spot because Joel Embiid, the reigning MVP in the NBA, is watching as Harden is demanding a trade. Uh, if you remember two summers ago, it was the Ben Simmons show where he didn't want to be there after the disaster against the Atlanta Hawks. I'll uh, mind you, Embiid was not great in that game seven. 
And Embiid saw Ben Simmons showing up to practice. Remember, he had the phone in his pocket and the screen was lit as if he was just looking at his phone running through drills. Embiid's been through a lot in Philadelphia. And now he's got to watch his wingman, James Harden, demand a trade. Well, you know what? If I'm Joel Embiid, I'm walking into the front office of the Sixers. And by the way, he hung out with them a lot over the weekend at a party in the Hamptons. Embiid was there, P.J. Tucker, James Harden, former owner of the Sixers, uh, Michael Rubin threw the big bash. A lot of celebrities there. Tom Brady was in the house. And I just wonder if Embiid has the power and the wherewithal and the you know aggressiveness to say, if you can't get me a star in return for James Harden, just trade me. Just get me out of Philadelphia. Because I've been through a lot. I've seen a lot. Okay, I saw the Doc Rivers years, which were great. And then they were really bad, ugly. Ugly at the end between Doc Rivers and James Harden. And oh, by the way, the ownership situation in Philadelphia has changed. And oh, by the way, the process has been an unmitigated disaster. J- Joel Embiid is looking at around the league. He's saying, man, Nikola Jokic was the MVP twice. I beat him out this year for the MVP. And they built a title contender around him in Denver, of all places. Denver. I watched Giannis leapfrog right past me in the East. They built a title contender. Giannis now has a ring. I can't get to the gosh darn conference finals. Guys, what are we doing here? If I'm Joel Embiid, I am dead serious. Guys, we've had a good run. I've seen what happens when Harden demands a trade. I think I'm ready to go. And I would totally, 100% be behind Joel Embiid if he went to Philly and said, you know what, you're not going to get a star for James Harden, okay? I've seen some of these deals. I've seen the poo-poo platter that the Clippers are offering. Yeah, I like Norm Powell as much as the next guy. Norm Powell ain't changing the Sixers game. I I see this Tobias Harris situation where he's promoting crumble cookie in terms of his trade value. I've seen all these three-team deals. Oh, we could get Dame Lillard. We could bring in Dame to join forces with Joel Embiid. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a three-team deal that ends up costing you Tyrese Maxey. So now you're going to lose Maxey and Harden? Nothing makes sense in the Joel Embiid world. And there's all these Sixers fanboys out there sending me messages over the weekend. Hey, Jay. Harden could stay. He could just return to the Sixers. Oh, really? And and run it back? Because that worked out so well in the postseason. Everybody remembers that. Harden, two awesome games against the Celtics. Dynamic in the fourth quarter. Hit game-winning threes he did in two of those games in the final minute. They had Boston on the ropes. And then what happened? What normally happens to James Harden teams in the playoffs is they choked. Choke City in game six up in the fourth quarter. Gag. What happened in game seven? They get beat by 70 or 60, whatever it was, in Boston. Just another disaster in the postseason. And if I'm Joel Embiid, I'm looking at one team out there that makes a whole lot of sense. I know a lot of Lakers fans are dreaming of Joel Embiid. Hey, we would take Embiid for Anthony Davis in a heartbeat. Lakers fans, settle down. There's one team that makes all the sense in the world for Joel Embiid to land with. His former agent is a guy by the name of Leon Rose. He's now running the New York Knicks. The New York Knicks have a war chest of draft picks stockpiled where they can give the 76ers, hey, you guys want to restart the process? Why don't you ship Harden to the Clippers, get whoever you want, and then why don't you send us, Joel Embiid, right up the I-95 corridor to New York City. Now, a lot of people will take this as, hey, Jay, you're a Knicks fan. The Sixers are never doing the deal. Ah, ah, ah. Let's remember, look at the history of Sixers GM Daryl Morey. He likes stars in Houston. T-Mac, Tracy McGrady, and Yao Ming. Then it was James Harden and Dwight Howard. Then it was James Harden and Chris Paul. Morey goes to Philly. What's he try? Ben Simmons plus Joel Embiid. Then it's, let's try Harden and Embiid. And he keeps swinging at two stars. It doesn't look like he's getting a second star. It feels to me like the Sixers are ready to reboot, ship Harden, ship Embiid, and start the process all over again. Just what 76ers fans want on this July 4th week. All right, let's pivot to the NFL quickly. Everybody on this show knows I've been just jamming New York Jets content down everybody's throat for a better part of nine months now. And I know you guys are sick of it, especially Miami Dolphins fans. Well, we got some Dolphins news this week. So Miami is really set up right now. I just saw another media outlet had the Miami Dolphins having the fourth best roster heading into this NFL season. Fourth! I was stunned. Ahead of San Francisco? Ahead of Cincinnati? Ahead of my beloved Jets? And you start to look around at the Dolphins, you're like, man, a lot of noise. They got added Jalen Ramsey. Bradley Chubb is back, coming off the edge. Tyreek Hill 
They've got Jalen Waddle. This team is loaded offensively. And then comes Tua. And I saw uh, Fox's NFL analyst Mike Vick uh, talked about Tua and needing to stay healthy. And Mike Vick, who I am a massive fan of, by the way, I went to Virginia Tech like Mike Vick. I covered his first college football game where he flipped into the end zone. I've talked to him about it here at Fox. Vick is just an outstanding guy when it comes to quarterback in the NFL. Here's what he had to say about Tua this offseason. So I just think he got... He's got to bulk up a little bit, get a little bit bigger, get stronger. You know, you, as you as you grow into your man body, that's what that's what needs to happen. Ain't nothing wrong with picking up another ten pounds, fifteen pounds, and handle the pounder. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, I mean, that's those the things that you got to learn as you go through this process of playing quarterback. It ain't easy. No. You don't get hit. Yeah, that's the biggest. You don't thing. get knocked around. <laughs> uh, I love Mike Vick. I uh, can't wait to see him here once the fall starts up. But the reality is, Tua gains 10, 15 pounds. He'll go from, what, 217 to 230? So he's just going to land harder when he gets ragdolled behind that terrible offensive line? Let me remind people, I know they're rebuilding it for like the third straight year. Um, Pass block win rate is a stat that, you know, some of these advanced metric guys came up with. Miami's offensive line ranked 24th in the league last year. And I've got a Tua stat. I'm going to hit you with it in a second that you're not going to be happy with. It's weird. Tua... We're hearing Mike Vick talk about bulking up. Earlier this season, it was Tua is learning Brazilian jiu-jitsu so he can land better when he gets ragdolled. It was weird. One of the producers this morning was like, geez, uh, is Tua auditioning for John Wick 5? Like, what's going on? He's bulking up and he's working on Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So, essentially, we're hearing everything about Tua except, oh, the pressure in Miami where he's in the toughest division in the NFL. The Jets, my Jets, my beloved Jets. I've added Aaron Rodgers, okay? The Patriots now have an offensive coordinator in Bill O'Brien, the genius. He's going to solve and fix Mac Jones. And the Buffalo Bills, they, you know, listen, I don't love the Buffalo Bills. We got, got some Josh Allen thoughts coming up. But they won 13 games last year. They were pretty damn good. All of the pressure in the world is on Tua. And oh, by the way, I'm sure you guys have followed. He was in that quarterback draft where Burrow went one. Herbert was drafted right ahead of Tua. All we're hearing about Herbert this offseason and Joe Burrow is, oh, hey, did you see Joe Burrow at that uh, big party in the Hamptons over the weekend? Hollywood Joe living it up with Beyonce and all the cool people. And Justin Herbert, just how much money is he going to get? How big are they going to go for Justin Herbert, the great quarterback, who, by the way, says nothing. He's the best dull interview you will find. No storylines with Justin Herbert. And what's his money number going to be? Because everybody is looking at Tua going into his final year and not knowing how much money he's going to get paid. So Tua not only has the pressure where his star wide receiver, Tyreek Hill, is like, yeah, he's got bulk up, gain a little weight. And him and Mike Vick agree. Tua's good. He, he's the missing Jenga piece to the puzzle. So Tua's got to gain weight. He's got to fall better. He's got to carry the fourth best roster in the league. Um, I, I just want to remind Miami Dolphins fans, the last time you won a playoff game was over two decades ago. The futility in Miami is comical. No pressure, Tua. Hey, you just got to land better, be heavier, carry this bad, bad historically team that has a great roster. And oh, by the way, if you do it and stay healthy, you're going to get paid. And don't bother looking over your shoulder. Uh, the guy they got from the Jets, your backup quarterback, Mike White, you know, he, he's only, I think, started something like seven games in his career, but he's been pretty damn good in a few of them. But you don't have to worry about him because you're going to stay healthy, right? Um, I got a lot of questions for Tua. I'm, I'm a little concerned about him. And these stats, I'll hammer it home with this, folks. Our crack team here at the Herd came up with a pretty amazing stat. So Tua's put up a lot of good numbers in his career. Are you ready for this? Tua, look at this, folks. Against non-playoff teams, it's like Tua playing at Alabama going against uh, Directional University State, okay? He's carving them up 16-4. and four. Look at these numbers. Staggering. And then Tua faces playoff teams. And did you see what happened down the stretch last year? Struggled against the Packers. Interceptions galore on Christmas Day. Struggled against the Niners. Struggled in those pivotal four games right in December. Winning time. And he could not deliver. The numbers don't lie. The passer rating falls off a cliff. The interceptions up. Folks, Tua, all the pressure in the world, and he struggled a bit against the good playoff teams. I'm a little worried about him. Listen, I'm rooting for Tua. I've said that many times on the show. I'm not a Dolphins fan, but I do root for Tua. He's a good story. But folks, this is going to be a tough one. 
for Tua if things go sideways in Miami this season. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, it's The Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling, Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This is Jeff T. from the Club 520 Podcast. You'll know when you get it. It'll say eBay, authenticity, guarantee. You'll feel it because when it comes to your feet, eBay has your back. Maybe it's a head-turning pair for hooping or a hot new collab. Whatever you're after, when you cop on eBay, you can trust that your kicks will be checked by experts, not just any expert, sneaker experts who live and breathe the culture. Real people with real hands-on authentication experience. That's when Blue Checkmark represents on our listing. eBay authenticity guarantee, meaning every inch, stitch, sole, logo is verified authentic through a detail inspection so when you finally step into those grill kicks you'll realize the feeling is unlike any other and with ebay authenticity guarantee the feeling of real is always within reach ensure your next purchase is the real deal visit ebay.com for terms this episode brought to you by 20th century studios kingdom of the planet of the apes director wes ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. How do you own the day in sports? You make incredible plays. But how do the rest of us own the day? With Irish Spring. When the spring hits you, you're ready to own the day. So look for Irish Spring at your local retailer today. All right, another NBA story that's kind of popped up is the trade. Are we calling it a request or a demand? Trade me. That sounds like a demand. Is Dame Lillard out of Portland? Uh, Rick Buecher came on this show last week and called it a game of chicken in Portland. And Dame Lillard blinked, although I would agree that he probably blinked a year or two late. Um, listen, regular people who watch this show, who followed my career, I've been here at Fox for seven years now, um, I've always been a fan of the little guy, the underdog. I consider myself a bit of an underdog. Um, in be- Besides, like, trying to flex my, you know, budding men's league basketball dynasty out here in L.A. and shoving the Jets down your throat, um, I'm a champion for the underdog. At my core, that's who I am. I always will root for the player against the owner. Um... I know that's kind of a silly underdog, Damian Lillard, you know, guy worth net worth of $100 million or whatever it is. Um, but I'm rooting for Damian Lillard against ownership. And I have defended player movement, player empowerment. LeBron, I said, why would he stay in Cleveland the first time around? He asked him to build a title contender. Boston's loading up. Orlando's loading up. I mean, yeah, they built around Dwight Howard in Orlando. Got to the finals against the Lakers. And LeBron's watching, like, Antoine Jameson come to his rescue and, like, you know, 34-year-old Shaq. Like, they didn't do anything, so LeBron left. I, I, I defended him. And, you know, maybe the delivery with the, the TV spectacle, the decision, maybe that wasn't a great decision, but he's like a 26-year-old guy. Um, I defended Kevin Durant and his move from OKC. I took a lot of heat for that. But I defended him. I said, listen, just because he was drafted by Seattle, which turned into OKC, doesn't mean he has to stay there forever. That's not how the world works. Kevin Durant should be able to leave and do work, go wherever the hell he wants and win. And Dame Lillard is in that situation. And folks, <laughs> he hung around too long. There's no other way around it. Lillard is essentially stuck in Portland now. Yes, that's right. Stuck in Portland because there's no trade for him. He's turning 33 this summer. He's still a very good player. I, don't, I wouldn't say he's at the height of his powers, although he did just have one of his greatest statistical seasons of his career. 
We're talking about a big-time clutch playoff performer. Literally one of the most clutch playoff performers in the history of the NBA. He has had two walk-off series wins. Michael Jordan has one. A lot of other players have zero. Like, Dame Lillard has delivered in the playoffs, and the problem is he was just too loyal to Portland. Loyalty is like an antiquated idea. You know, this stuck, uh, loyalty is like from the 60s and 70s. It just does not exist anymore. You could extend it to the 80s if you want. But this idea that Dame owes Portland anything is, is total nonsense. And Portland, for their problem, they, they held on to him too long. <laughs> you know, you look at last year, what they could have got for Dame Lillard in the hall would have been massive. I will point folks to what the Utah Jazz got for Donovan Mitchell. What the Utah Jazz got for Rudy Gobert. <laughs> okay? Rudy Gobert's hall. What the Jazz got. All those picks is going to be bigger than what Portland gets for Damian Lillard. I mean, the trades we're hearing now are like, oh, well, Milwaukee's kind of out. Um, Miami, we, we got Tyler Hero for you. We got uh, Caleb Martin. We, we got a couple picks. And uh, according to one report, Portland's like, we don't want Tyler Hero. No, no disrespect to that young up-and-coming player. We just don't want him. And then you look around, you're like, okay, he goes to Philly, but they'd have to lose Maxi and Harden in a three-team deal. And one of the funny lines you hear around the NBA is if you have a three-team deal, you have a no-team deal because they're almost impossible to pull off. So you look at landing spots for Dame and you're like, where's he going? There's a chance that there are no takers for him. Now, we know Daryl Morey in Philly is going to string it out as long as possible as he's done, but Portland has a young nucleus. They got a bunch of young, good players. And for some reason, they just totally, totally butchered this Damian Lillard saga. So now he goes into the season... Half his team's in the summer league playing because they got all these young guys. Portland goes out and extends Jeremy Grant in one of the most mind-boggling extensions you'll see. He got something like $130 million for Jeremy Grant. I mean, some of the NBA numbers this week are staggering. I saw LaMelo Ball is getting like $50 million a year. He's never finished, I don't think, above 500 in his career. Like, these, these NBA salaries are ridiculous. Anthony Edwards getting 52 mil. Can the guy win a playoff series? Like, Dame Lillard's won a ton and his value is next to nothing. Portland, you waited too long. I'm a huge Dame Lillard fan. When I wear uh, sneakers in my basketball league, yeah, second mention of the show, I wear Dame Lillard's. I'm a fan of his work. But man, he's in a tough spot. I don't know where he ends up. I would keep an eye on New Orleans and some Hail Mary play from the Pels. But otherwise, Portland, you royally screwed up. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. I saw this quote uh Josh Allen, the quarterback of the Bills. I know, Jason, you're going after another AFC East quarterback. Just, just hear me out. So Josh Allen, obviously a tremendous quarterback, um, puts up huge numbers, leader of a team, just got a massive contract, doesn't kick in until next year. Uh, he was on a podcast, the uh, Bussin' with the Boys podcast, and he was talking about the Stephon Diggs situation. Here's what Josh Allen said. I love him. That's my guy. The media has blown this so far out of proportion. Right? Like, we are in minicamp. We're not playing a game for four months. He doesn't show up one day. He's still there. You know, coach asked him to, to go home. We were in talks and discussions of trying to resolve some things, and it wasn't anything major. And media just blew it up. And they're still talking about it. She's like, mm -hmm. let it go. Let it go. There's, there's no reason to continue talking about it. He was on the field with us the next day. It was not a big deal. Not a big deal. You know who it was a big deal to, Josh Allen? By the way, he's come on this show, seems like a great guest, uh, gets the media, doesn't usually say anything inflammatory like this. But Josh Allen's like, it was blown out of proportion. Well, let me quote your head coach from the day it happened. McDermott, I was very concerned Stefan Diggs wasn't here. Very concerned. He went on to say the coach asked Stefan Diggs to go home. So very concerned, go home, please, to your star wide receiver. How is that not a story? Like, Josh Allen, I know, I get it. You went to Wyoming, small school, small market. The, like, your biggest game of the season was against Iowa. You know, you vomit all over yourself in college. It's not a big deal. Yeah, who cares? It's one game. Josh Allen is a great quarterback, an MVP candidate, blah, blah, blah. But this starts to feel a little bit, a little bit like... A lot of pressure mounting in Buffalo, the media descending, the expectations are huge, the spotlight and the glare are massive, and Buffalo is starting to show cracks in the foundation. I know they won 13 games. They had that DeMar Hamlin situation to deal with late in the season. It, 
again, I don't want to go hard at the Bills here, but it does feel like small market Buffalo is starting to get a little wobbly-legged over what's happening with the media glare and the spotlight and the burden of expectations. Again, Josh Allen is a very good quarterback, but to pretend like this is no big deal and to blame the media, maybe they can use this as a rallying cry. It's us against the world. We're battling the media who are making a a story out of nothing, a mountain out of a molehill. I'll just remind you, your coach said he was very concerned your star receiver wasn't at practice. And oh, by the way, if you're scoring at home, Josh Allen's big money contract kicks in next year. This Buffalo defense starting to age a little bit. As we start to look at the roster, you're like, hmm, these guys have been around. Oh, Von Miller's 34 and coming off a big injury. And the defensive coordinator, Leslie Frazier, stepped away. And McDermott all of a sudden is calling plays for the defense. I'm not quite saying they're grasping at straws. Again, this is a great three-year run they've had. A lot of signs pointing towards some panic in the building. They were so nervous about the media and McDermott and the coordinator that they gave McDermott an extension. Okay? They're trying to quell the masses. Put the media at bay. Hey, hey, nothing to see here, our guy McDermott. It's all good, baby. We're good. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I've got five crazy predictions that I do believe have a damn good shot of coming true this season. I will either be a soothsayer or look like a clown. One of the two. I'll deal with either one. Let's get started. Five crazy predictions for this NFL season. All right, number one. Let's get started with the Buffalo Bills win Super Bowl window is closed. It's shut. It's over. Okay? Three straight incredible years. Uh, Double-digit wins. Josh Allen on the rookie contract. Comes so close against Kansas City in that overtime loss. One of the gut-wrenching losses. Last year, they had the off-field controversy. uh, Not controversy, just chaos. That really made it difficult. 13 wins, and then they lose in the playoffs. Folks, there is some stuff going on in Buffalo. I've talked on the Leslie Frazier loss at defensive coordinator. Okay? Extremely good defensive coordinator. Oh, by the way. Oh, by the way. The green dot linebacker, Tremaine Edmonds, the guy who relayed the plays from the defensive coordinator, he's gone, left in free agency. Both your starting safeties are now 32, getting up there in age. Albert Breer just talked about the Von Miller coming back uh, off the ACL. We we forgot uh, Stephon Diggs, of course, with his drama. A lot happening in Buffalo. McDermott, what's going on? Like I see the AFC East taking a big leap, and I see the Buffalo Bills Super Bowl window closing shut. Next up, number two. Oh, boy, L.A. Rams fans. Listen, I know you guys. I love the Rams. I enjoyed the Super Bowl run. It's over. I can see them being one of the worst teams in the league, and thus they decide to pull the trigger and trade Aaron Donald, basically their only good defender. Folks, if you look at this defense, I am not joking. There's at least six guys you've never heard of. Look at the PFF stats for this defense. It is abysmal. I'm just, I I know that they won the Super Bowl going with the big Stafford Cup. Donald, you go with the big names. That worked. It was great. And then everything fell apart. The offensive line fell apart. Folks, they lost Jalen Ramsey, their best cornerback, who basically shut down one side of the field. And, oh, by the way, their middle linebacker, Bobby Wagner, who graded out as one of the best uh, defenders on the team. They lose their top two of their top three defenders. If you can sell Aaron Donald high now at the trade deadline, somebody's willing to give you a a first-round pick, maybe a lot more than that. I think you're in a window where, hey, this team needs Aaron Donald. They want to make a Super Bowl run. And the Rams decide, let's just reboot. Let's get the picks. I know they said forget them picks before. They bought them out either this year or next, and they move on from Aaron Donald. Rams, it's a scenario. It could happen. It's crazy. But let's get to number three. The best division in the NFC. Drum roll, please. The NFC North. Yes. Aaron Rodgers leaves, and they get better? I love this division this year. I am buying stock in the Chicago Bears low. I know Colin does not love him some Justin Fields. That's fine. I'm gobbling up all the Bears stock I can. They will be better. Well, they can't be worse, right? 
I love the Detroit Lions this year. A lot to like about this team. There's a world where they win the division, and oh, by the way, everybody's betting them to win the division. Minnesota Vikings will fall back a little to earth. I think 13 wins last year. I saw a crazy stat. Kirk Cousins had eight game-winning drives. Eight? Kirk Cousins. Maybe he'll get half that this year. Maybe. Uh, Unbelievable record in one-score games. It ain't happening again, folks. It's just not. They'll come down to the pack a little, but there's so much parity. Jordan Love. I mean, there's a world where Jordan Love is okay. I don't think he's particularly good. But if he's at 8-9 and and they're in the cellar, I think this division is going to be very competitive. Two, maybe three playoff teams. Yes, uh, you know, I mean, somebody else has got to fall out. We all all know the Giants are coming out. Um, Dallas, the wheels fall off for McCarthy. What's going on in Seattle? NFC North is going to be damn good next year. That's my third crazy prediction. Number four, stick it in the NFC. The winner of the NFC will be... The New Orleans Saints. Derek Carr finally gets on a winning team. Goes from the Raiders, where I think he was like 63 and 78. Some terrible record. Jay, what are you doing, Saints? I just teed up Breer 10 minutes ago, if you missed it. He talked about how this is a pretty damn good roster with a lot of veterans. They know how to win. The big question is Collins not buying their coach. And I get that. That's fine. But I will remind everybody, last year at this time, Ain't nobody had the Philadelphia Eagles going to the Super Bowl. Nobody. It was all, oh, the Rams can run it back. Well, Dallas Cowboys, I could talk myself into them. Aaron Rodgers coming off the MVP. Um, and who, uh, there was another team that everybody absolutely loved in the NFC. And it's like 49ers, obviously. Thank you. Um, nobody was talking Eagles. They come out of nowhere. Best record. Just telling you, that Saints division, they could easily go 6-0 and facing Desmond Ritter. And whatever Carolina's got, the rookie quarterback. Like, the, the division's weak. Saints get home field advantage. That's in play, folks. That's in play. Saints winning the NFC. F- uh, fifth and final <laughs> crazy prediction. It does not involve the Jets. The Pittsburgh Steelers. They're going to the AFC championship game. Yes, sirree. Give me the Pittsburgh Steelers. I will take all, all of your love for Kenny Pickett, who, by the way, by the way, go look up the stats for Kenny Pickett. I think the final seven games, he was a top 11 quarterback in the league. I know, Jay, come on, top 11. What the hell does that mean? It's like I was a rookie. Okay, Kenny Pickett, a mature, this is not some like 21-year-old kid. He, he looks sharp end of the season. I don't love the OC, Matt Canada. A lot hinges upon him. The defense will be back and really, really good. I've already bet them in week one. Uh, I've talked about it here on the show. I'm just telling you, for me, maybe just me, this Steelers team is a buy. I can definitely see them going to the AFC championship game. Uh, I know it's a minefield out there with the uh, Chiefs obviously loaded and the Cincinnati Bengals and the New York Jets and that team in Buffalo. Um, they're, uh, just Pittsburgh's going to be damn good. And I would not be totally shocked if they won the division. Apologies to Bengals fans. Uh, we see the Browns kind of, eh. Um, I, I, I maybe irrationally like this Pittsburgh Steelers team. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. This is Jeff T. from the Club 520 Podcast. You'll know when you get it. It'll say eBay. Authenticity. Guarantee. You'll feel it. Because when it comes to your feet, eBay has your back. Maybe it's a head-turning pair for hooping or a hot new collab. Whatever you're after. When you cop on eBay, you can trust that your kicks will be checked by experts. Not just any expert. Sneaker experts who live and breathe the culture. Real people with real hands-on authentication experience. That's when Blue Checkmark represents on our listing. eBay Authenticity Guarantee, meaning every inch, stitch, sole, logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. So when you finally step into those grill kicks, you'll realize the feeling is unlike any other. And with eBay Authenticity Guarantee, the feeling of real is always within reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 
1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Even if there's not a lot of Anaheim Angels fans out there, uh, this Shohei Otani situation is utterly fascinating. First of all, happy birthday to Otani. Today is his, I believe, 29th birthday. Uh, the best player in baseball, I think universally agreed upon at this point. Uh, pitcher, hitter, the numbers are staggering. He should win MVP this year. But what's more interesting is you've got a situation where Mike Trout, who is not having a great season, just got injured and sounds like he's going to be out about eight weeks, maybe longer, which is bleak for the Angels' playoff hopes. They're still in the mix. They're in the wild card mix. I believe four and a half out. And maybe they make a move or two to position themselves here at the deadline to uh, venture into the postseason. But we're talking about a franchise that has not won a playoff game with Mike Trout, their awesome player, in uniform, okay? Like, it's been bleak in Anaheim. And now we're looking at Otani being a free agent at season's end. So you've got this, hmm, what do we do? Do we... A, trade Otani for a massive haul and bolster our uh, anemic farm system. Uh, Apparently, in 2021, the Angels' farm system was so bad that they drafted 20 pitchers. Every single draft pick was spent on pitchers. That's how bleak it was. The farm system's like barren, okay? Do they trade Otani for a massive haul or do they say, you know what? No, no, no. We're not giving up our biggest ticket seller. The only reason people talk about us uh, on shows like this is because we've got the best player in baseball. Maybe we can sign him at season's end. Maybe he'll stick around on our team that hasn't won a damn game. Now, a direct quote from Otani is, his number one goal is to win. Now, here's the weird part about it. Baseball is not obsessed with the rings culture the way the NBA is. In the NBA, it's all about the rings, all about the titles. Baseball's more of a stats sport. Otani's stats are otherworldly. NFL is kind of a hybrid, right? Dan Marino's talked about as a great quarterback, but he did not win a Super Bowl, so he's not in the Elway, Brady, Manning pantheon. But baseball's weird. Like, you can achieve a ton of stats, never win a World Series, and it's like, oh, well, he didn't win a World Series. You know, you could ask me, newsflash, like, how many World Series rings does Babe Ruth have? And I would tell you, I don't know, and I would guarantee a lot of baseball fans don't know. You got to look it up. So, Alex, the Angels are faced with this situation. Do we trade him before the deadline, get a massive haul, and just rebuild and reload? Or do we hope we can really sign him at season's end and he won't go to the Dodgers or the Giants or another West Coast team, Padres, Seattle, maybe make a run because he would love to stay on the West Coast so it's easier to travel back and his fans in Japan can watch him. Alex, it's a tough situation. You covered the team for a long time. I kind of feel like splitting it down the middle with, I know Trout's hurt, but let's keep Otani and let's make a couple moves around the edges. If the Angels asked you, Alex, you covered the team for a long time. You know Otani. You know mm-hmm. Trout. What, what do you think we should do? We've even heard Trout say, like, Otani is going to make the decision that's best for him. And we heard him say, right? Winning is my number one priority. He has not won or been in a playoff game with the Angels since he's been with the franchise. Mike Trout, who has spent his entire career with the Angels, has not won a single playoff game. The, arguably one of the best players in our generation in baseball has not done that. I think as a business move, it would be silly not to trade him, but you have to think about it from a fan perspective, an ownership perspective. They're thinking, if we keep him, if we build around him, if maybe we can get into the playoffs and we can win a couple playoff games, maybe there's a slight chance that we can keep him when he's a free agent at the end of the season. But if you don't, and you don't keep him, and you don't get anything for him, you could build 
completely rebuild your farm system. You would not only get star players, but top prospects. You could completely rebuild everything. I mean, he is a once in a generational two-way player who is in the MVP conversation and in the Cy Young conversation. And I do not believe he's going to sign with the Angels again next season. I have a gut feeling it could be the Dodgers, um, a West Coast team, as you mentioned, maybe the Mets just because of their GM, Billy Epler, who was the Angels GM, who got Otani to come Mm. to the Angels would kind of be a reason. But again, these teams aren't winning right now. Mm. And he wants to go to a team that can win. Interesting that this is the first time, you know, as a Yankees fan, the Yankees are not really mentioned prominently uh, going for a well, big time Steve free agent. Cohen. Steve they Cohen Steve is like Cohen. the richest yeah. owner in baseball, uh, and they had to create a luxury tax for Steve yeah. Cohen after last season. I, I read a story about him in the New Yorker. The guy is just a legend with the way he made his money. Some stuff around the edges. Uh, the TV show Billions. Yep. I don't know if you've seen it on Loosely Showtime. based off of him. Loosely based yep. on him. The guy's a legend. Yeah, uh, Uncle Steve. Extremely wealthy. He could just spend. He doesn't care. Um, I got to say, from a purely business standpoint, mm-hmm. you know, detaching myself, I'm not an Angels fan. You know, I do know some Angels fans. I would just say, this is easy. We trade him for as much as we can get right now. I know the fans are going to be upset. You're not going to watch. You're not going to want to go to games. You're going to boo. But we're going to bolster the farm system. And in two to three years, we're going to be a lot better. Because if we lose him for nothing, that is as bad as it gets. You cannot lose a superstar for nothing. Like in the NBA, there's like the sign and trade. Mm -hmm. But you don't want someone walking out the door for nothing. Yeah. Especially a guy of this magnitude. The crazy part, too, is like not only... Is he the fan draw? But if you look around, most of the sponsorships and most of the mm. ads around Angel Stadium are all based around yeah. Otani and our Japanese brand. So you're not only losing, again, this is on the business side and the Angel side, you're telling your fans we gave up. We don't believe that we can win or get to the postseason. And we don't think we, we can make a run. So you're throw, you're essentially throwing in the towel yeah. to try to get a haul or you're putting all all your chips on the table and going, okay, I I hope we can get there. But right now, you just lost Mike Trout for arguably two months. That's That's the tough part. It's tough to overcome. It's funny. It's like all these Angels fans, Otani might stay. He could stay. He could hang around. He likes it here. He loves Anaheim. I'm sure Anaheim is beautiful. Um, I I haven't been lately. Uh, I saw a comedy show. Anaheim seemed cool at night. I don't know. Um, At any rate, you know, it's like, hey, you know, Haley's comment's probably going to stick around for another day. It's going to show up the next week. Like, this idea that Mm-mm. a once-in-a-generation player is just going to stick around on a losing team, yeah. to me, is like a foreign concept. Like, No, he sorry, deserves to no win. No disrespect, but I kind of want to... Now, it's out of his character to ask for a trade, right? He's not going to oh, say, hey, guys, I've had a good run. I want to go to a contender. Like, baseball, by the way, would love it if Otani was in the postseason. Uh, hello? They need it. Uh, Otani in the postseason is massive. It's a huge win for interest, mm-hmm. uh, social, everything. Like, mm-hmm. you're talking about the best player in baseball, yeah. exposure. I don't want to say he's buried in Anaheim, Alex, but he kind of is right now, right? Well, you saw it with Mike Trout, too. I mean, he was the best player in baseball before Otani came into the league and, and had his MVP season a couple of years ago and has just gotten better each and every season. It's, it's frustrating, I think, for the game of baseball to mm-hmm. not have two of the best players in the game never play in the postseason. Yeah. I'm sure this will be reacted to very well on social media. You want to trade our best player? Fans are crazy. Uh, I'll quickly pivot to the Lakers here. Uh, I didn't get a chance to chime in on the Lakers uh, offseason moves. So I I don't do grades anymore. I did that when I had a website. Um, And and the teams I liked and made good moves would obviously get A's. So the Lakers, clear grade. Cowherd's Mr. Report Card. (laughs) It's a friggin' A+. Like It's like you could skip the next grade. That's how good the offseason was for the Lakers. Folks, look at these contracts. Look at the depth chart. And remember, I know that last summer they kind of did nothing. We're going to stand pat with this Russell Westbrook thing's going to work out. They start 2-10. and ten. It's, a, it's a disaster. Almost all of these moves. The Jackson Hayes one is, can be critical. He had an off-the-court incident with like a Instagram influencer girl that got him in some hot water. Um, Cam Reddish has largely been, I don't want to call him a bust, but he hasn't really done anything in the NBA. Um, Gabe Vincent, maybe a slight overpay, but he was damn good in Miami. Torian Prince is like a decent role player. But folks, here's the key. Look around the West, okay? Nobody in the West had a better offseason than the Lakers. The Golden State Warriors arrows pointing down. They got worse. Undeniably, I don't care what you say, I don't care how much you hate Jordan Poole, the Warriors got worse. The Denver Nuggets, who won the title, lost 
their sixth man in Bruce Brown, and they lost their seventh man in Jeff Green, a veteran. Uh, do they, I mean, I like Peyton Watson, the young kid from UCLA, and they've got some promise in some other young guys off the bench, but they didn't do anything in the playoff run. So, undeniably, the Denver Nuggets got worse. I mean, without question. Now, how, how, worse, how much worse? It's not that much worse, but they did not get better. The, the LA Clippers, who people love to talk about the damn paperclips, the most irrelevant, relevant team in the league, because nobody can stay healthy, have not done anything this offseason worth noting. Nothing. Now, maybe they get hardened and that changes things. But if you're looking at the Clippers, they're down. The Warriors are down. The Nuggets are down. The Suns obviously got better with Bradley Beal. The Lakers got demonstrably better. It's not even close. The depth on this team. Now, if LeBron goes down, well, you know, <laughs> clearly any, any team loses their star player, they're in trouble. But I'm looking at this depth chart, and that's what I do, okay? Anthony Davis backed up by Jackson Hayes. Jared Vanderbilt, who, remember, he was instrumental. I know he did not show well against the Nuggets, but pretty damn good series in the opening round against Memphis, and that was, was pretty good uh, against the Warriors. Garda Curry at times, backed up by Rui Hachimura. The, the Japanese Jordan, I love saying his name, Rui Hachimura. A very good basketball player. Uh, and, and they got him at a good discount. Uh, LeBron backed up by Torian Prince. I don't love D'Angelo Russell, but Gabe Vincent, I'll tell you right now, I'll be, I'll be real. Gabe Vincent's probably playing more pivotal playoff minutes than D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell is that innings eater, fifth starter, who you need during the regular season. Yeah, he'll have some 35-point games. He's going to go for 31 against Orlando. Why do I keep bagging on Orlando? I don't know. But he to me, is not a playoff performer who's clutch every night. I mean, yeah, he had a good game against the Warriors, but Gabe Vincent is a more reliable defender. I believe he could be a knockdown shooter. Can he carry over that playoff run he had to the regular season? We'll see. And finally, this Cam Reddish move, okay? So this kid was a Duke, a Ballyhood. I like that word, Ballyhood. Ballyhood high school basketball player. Goes to Duke, eh, didn't really fit in the Coach K system, but... They had a lot of five-star guys on the team. He was good, not great. But you could see flashes. Then he goes to the Hawks, and he bounces around. He hasn't really done anything. I think Cavs had him for like four minutes. He hasn't shown out. This will be an opportunity. The Lakers have made a habit of getting guys like Lonnie Walker, bargain basement value, boom, to the moon. I think Cam Reddish can show out with the Lakers. Folks, I'm not saying go buy Lakers season tickets, but this is a team that has a legitimate shot at another deep playoff run. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. All right, Rick Buecher's in the building. Yeah, you Fresh introduced off. that intruder thing, and I was immediately like, are you, are you talking to me? When me? an intruder Martin comes intruder? in, the call is coming from inside the house. Uh, so, Rick Buecher's here. Obviously, we'd love to talk NBA. I'm, I'm thankful he took the private jet back from the Hamptons party with all the NBA players over the weekend. Yeah. He was hanging out with Joel Embiid and James yeah. Harden. And the I like. do what I can. I'm here for you, J-Mac. Of course you are. Uh, let's get started. So I had this, not that hot take, lukewarm, that Joel Embiid should say, wait a sec, Maury, uh, James Harden wants out. I saw this mess with Ben Simmons. It did not end well. Mm-hmm. There's no good trade offers for James Harden. Mm-hmm. I don't want to lose Maxi. Just get me the hell out of here. I'm high value. Trade me. I, I just won the MVP. I watched Denver with Jokic build a title contender. Yeah. Uh, we've had five different champions in the last five years that I can't get to a conference finals. Uh, do you think Joel would, Embiid would be within his right to go demand a trade? <sighs> no, because I think he's been culpable for their shortcomings. Mm. It's not like he has... Look, he, he won MVP, but when it comes to their failings in the postseason... He's had as much of a hand in those as as anybody else. And I dare say that they have looked to build something around him in Philadelphia. He's beloved in Philadelphia. I see a much greater chance of James Harden going and Daryl Morey going than Mm. I do Joel Embiid going anywhere. And here's the thing. Where's he going to go? If he's going to go someplace, if he's going to go someplace to to get closer to winning a championship then chances are he's going to go in to play with an already established star. If I'm Joel Embiid, I want that star to come to me. I want to be Dwayne Wade in Miami. LeBron, I'm not coming to Cleveland. You come on down to Miami. Um, Leon Rose is his former agent, and he's now running the Knicks. The Knicks have a war chest, I believe six future firsts in the next four years. Something insane. They have a lot of future picks. They've got a budding star, not a star, in Jalen Brunson, but yep. I'd take Brunson over Harden and 
probably maxi right now. I don't know about you with the maxi, but is it crazy to think that the Sixers say, you know what, this isn't working. Let's trade Harden. Let's get as much as we can, bottom out quickly, and reboot this puppy? No chance. They did that. We did the process. We have been doing and, the process. And you, and you, fortunately, after those four or five years and me having to listen to all the Philly fans on how brilliant and smart this was, they got one guy out of it, Joel Embiid. And now you want to trade that one guy that those four or five years of abject misery uh, produced? No, I, I, I'm, I'm not giving up on Joel Embiid at this point. Uh, not only reigning MVP, but if he can ever get in the right condition, get the right pieces around him, allow him to mature a little bit, I still have the belief that Joel Embiid is capable of being the centerpiece of winning a championship. And I would want to do it. If I'm him, I want to do it where I started rather than go to join somebody else. I love how Rick says the right pieces around him. Well, they tried Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris. Now they're trying Harden. And Maxi and Harris. Okay. All right. I mean, they're, they're trying. Like, I, my problem. Okay, let's let's envision a hardened scenario. Yeah. Don't tell me this Clippers thing with Norm Powell and a Morris twin is is going to get it done. That Maury doesn't do deals like that historically. He wants stars, not middle class. Very players. true. But I, this is my question because James Harden took a team friendly deal. Yeah last year in order for them to sign P.J. Tucker. And everybody thought there was, it was cap circumvention. And my understanding was, the expectation was, he was going to opt out, and then they were going to reward him mm-hmm. with a bigger contract. That hasn't happened. Yeah. And so it leads me to believe that Daryl Morey doesn't have the standing with the Philadelphia 76ers that he once did. Mm. That he's not able to take care of his guy. Ooh. And that's why... James Harden is upset at this point because I did you a solid and now I'm not getting rewarded for doing that. So, but whether that's why it may not necessarily be Daryl Morey's choice in what they do moving James Harden and what they take back. Um, we saw at the, uh, I don't know if you, you saw at the, at the party yeah. in the Hamptons, Josh Harris, owner of the Sixers, was talking to James Harden, and so we'll see where that goes. It well, wasn't Daryl Morey that was there. It was Harrison Harden. And Embiid and Tucker. I mean, depending on who you read, Harden might have got Doc Rivers shoved out. You buying that? Hmm. I, I think Doc was in, in a precarious situation already just because of the shortcomings. I, I, Harden didn't help, but who they brought in, I, I'm less... I'm less convinced of that because of who they brought in and the very lukewarm, yes, 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 reaction yes, yes. We that talked Nick about Nurse that. had I, to coaching. I, I think the last time I hosted James Harden, right? That went down. Yeah, it was funny. We <laughs> that, made fun of it. Yeah, yeah it was that. It's if they were moving Doc out, presumably it was to get a coach that uh, that James was more in tune with. And I got no sense that those two were singing the same song. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think it was more. Doc was supposed to come in and turn that thing. You got the MVP. Yeah. And there was this constant battle with, I, I do think Harden had a part in it in that they couldn't figure out, like, who are we supposed to play through? And I was shocked that Doc was saying, well, we need to play through Harden for the better part of the year. That's what he was saying. Yeah. And I was like, eh, no, I need, I need James Harden to be a playmaker and a distributor, and I need Joel Embiid to be my go-to guy. All right, let's go to the other guard who could be on the move, Damian Lillard. Now, yes. Cowherd is a big Northwest guy, so he's not here. We can bag on the city of Portland and the organization no, I'm for not doing totally that. screwing this I am up, not. Rick. I am not bagging on the city oh of Portland. Oh, my goodness. That's... The, the, so, Rudy Gobert got a massive haul last year. Yes. Massive. Yes. In Utah. Yes. Damian Lillard's not getting anything. You're not hearing anything about like three number one picks. I know he's older, but they waited too damn long. Did they not screw this up? Well, I, look, what Minnesota's willing to give up, it's a little bit like the Deshaun Watson <laughs> deal. Like, okay. Just because one team decides to do something crazy doesn't mean that now that's the bar that is set for, for everybody else. I, look, and the difference is the Gobert wasn't asking to leave. He wasn't asking to be traded. Fair. Right. Uh, that's what Damien is doing at age 33. And so 
I, they're going to have to make the best of, of this situation. They're going to have to find the best deal that they can make with Miami. And I don't like the way that this is being portrayed. Like the Portland Trailblazers are out there beating the bushes to find the, the right trade. Pat Riley and the Miami Heat want Damian Lillard. They're the ones that are out there trying to construct a deal that is going to get Damian Lillard there and find a place for Tyler Harrow. Now, the most interesting aspect of this for me is the Ben Simmons element. Because the Brooklyn Nets have said, uh, the indications are the Brooklyn Nets would take Tyler Harrow. And that's what they need. Portland Trailblazers are not interested in Harrow. So... Would you, and I know this is crazy, but I also know the NBA, and everybody always thinks, I mean, we've seen it with James Harden. Wait a minute. Like, they always think, Oh boy. there's always a team that thinks, we can rehab him. Yeah. Oh, my we God. We can get the best out of him. You're not really. And so, we'll see. I just Wait, want to see who, where Ben Simmons. Who's getting Ben Simmons? Miami? No, Portland. Oh, please. No, with all those young guys? But here's the thing. Port. well... What's what's the problem with that? Well, they I mean they're loaded with Simons at guard, Sharp at guard, yes. uh, Scoot Henderson. They all yeah, need I'm, the ball. I'm playing Ben Simmons as a power forward. Oh gosh, a playmaking power. You know, actually, the, now that I think about this, because I really had not thought it all the way through, the one thing that the Portland Trailblazers have been trying to get forever is a playmaking power forward. What did Damian Lillard want? He wanted Draymond Green. Why did they sign Evan Turner to that big contract? Oh, they Jeremy Grant was kind of supposed to be that. Oh. Like they've been looking for this forever. So if you could kind of convince Joe Cronin, the GM, that hey, Ben Simmons could be the thing that the that the Trailblazers have been looking for wow. for a decade. I, I, look, I'm, we're spitball, we're Listen. spitballing here, but that's that's the I, song I would be. I, I will say this: I would also, if I was Joe Cronin. I would not be playing this like we're going to do whatever's best for the organization. I would be saying we want to do right by Damian Lillard. We want to get him to Miami. We want to get him to where he wants to go. But everybody has to understand Damian Lillard is the face of our franchise. Damian Lillard has been the, the, the selling point for our team. So we can't just let him go. But we are more than happy to get him there because now the pressure is on Miami and whoever else to, and Damien and his agent to make it happen. Because you're saying, we want to make it happen. We want this for Damien. So now, Pat Riley, go make it happen. Do it satisfy us. So uh, a Portland front court of Nurk, Ben Simmons, Jeremy Grant, and then two young guys under 25 in the I've back. I've seen way oh worse. Gosh, that's, that's vomit. That's probably 14th what? in the West. Oh, stop it. Well, what, what, Listen, I defended well, Ben Simmons this for year? way too long. I'm done giving Ben Simmons any defense at all. Yeah, I, 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 it turns me a little bit to be able to, to be this gung-ho on what he could potentially yeah. be. But what are you going to do? All right, I'm going to back into the Lakers here with this. Uh, true or false, the Nuggets got worse this offseason. Losing Jeff Green, their seventh guy, Bruce Brown, their sixth guy. Did they get worse? <laughs> you don't have to think this one over. Dude. Yeah, I Come do. Because, because the value of winning a championship and the experience that a Christian Brown got and what I know about, they're very high on Peyton Watson. Yes. Like that collective, if you talk about the offseason, I'm counting the finals. I'm counting the experience that they got from winning a championship. And there's, it's really difficult to put a price on that. When you understand what it takes to win it all, and you've been through all those battles, you have a confidence level that no one else has. And you could say, well, the, you know, the, the Lakers and the Warriors. I mean, look at the Warriors. But Warriors Same got thing. worse. That was my next one. True or false? Warriors got worse this offseason. Oh, my goodness. E- yeah. No, they did not get worse. Oh, dear. Uh, anyways, bottom line, I was saying. Wait, Nuggets well, got how worse. did they get worse? Dude, Chris Paul, Chris Paul is a better defender than Jordan Poole. Chris Paul is a more efficient player than Jordan Poole. If Chris Paul has to start 50 games or 40 he games have to start. He's not going to start. He's going to come if, off the bench. If an injury happens, they got two fossils in the backcourt of my guy Curry and Klay Thompson. Oh, we took rich injury goodness, history. Two fossils. Klay Thompson did not train last summer. I assume he's going to train this summer, and he's going to be in better shape. And Steph Curry, a fossil? I love Curry. Come on. I know he had an amazing season. A fossil? But you can't rely on him to start 60, 70 games anymore. 
Okay, so, he starts six. So now games. Chris Paul's got to start. Bottom line is, I believe Nuggets got worse. Warriors got worse. Lakers got a lot better. Oh, Rick. I here love we go. these moves. See, I, she should have just come out on Front Street well, and I said, didn't wanna, I didn't let me start harsh. Let me hear why the Lakers are now the best team in the Western no, Conference. No, no, no. They're not better than the Suns. The Suns are <laughs> definitely better than the Lakers. Uh, I have the Nuggets a, wow. a notch above the Lakers. Um, I feel like I'm in Stranger Things. It's like upside down world. What? What was? What's, wow, what's, that's a good Stranger Things reference. What, thank you. Nice. What's going on with? No, the Denver Nuggets are the team to beat. Nope. Tell me who's figured out the Nikola Jokic puzzle or the Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, Aaron Gordon puzzle. Tell me who's got a better threesome that is more complementary to each other outside of Golden State than those three. It ain't Phoenix. And the Lakers, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Austin Reeves. That's, that's deadly. For who? For opponents. My gosh, Reeves is so good. All right, so hold on. LeBron so James where is do you 39 have the years old. He's your now? go-to guy. Do you have the Lakers as fourth or fifth? Uh, I'm a certain I actually sized size that up. I, they, they can be among the first six. Yeah. It's, they're going to be better because, again, they're you going are, to— Actually, Rick, you, are, you will admit a lot of people think you're a Lakers hater or a LeBron hater. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I've heard that. I've heard so, that once so or twice. So maybe you're being a little critical here. I was, I, but I'm always right. <laughs> they so, made the conference finals. I, I mean, going back to Come the L A A R P. Look, I will say, I thought that they would lose to the 40. Memphis Grizzlies. Oh wow, okay. I did. They spanked I spanked those guys, and uh, I knew that they were going to lose to Denver. Um, I want to remember uh, that Warriors going in. I yeah. thought that the Warriors would beat them. So did I. Yeah, um, but no, they're they are a good team. Rob Palenka has done as much as he possibly could, but this is the this is the ugly truth that nobody wants to accept. LeBron James is thirty nine years old. LeBron James had the opportunity to win two of those Denver games and could not. Now, if he's not your go-to guy, if he's not, and don't give me numbers, don't give me averages. LeBron James is good enough and has a high enough usage rate and has the ball in his hands enough still, even now, he's going to get numbers. It's always, the box score is always going to look good. Can he win you games at this point? He had two games, the, the, the game in, 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 there for the taking, and he couldn't. He couldn't get it done, and that's no. That's that's no fault. I mean, he's, you're asking a 39 year old guy to be your go to. If he's not your go to, is Anthony Davis? Don't try to sell me on that. Austin Reeves? Come on, who is? Who's going to be that guy? I, I, you can continue to doubt LeBron. I will not doubt the King. Um, listen, I know no shows here are allowed to talk about the Houston Rockets because nobody cares, but I do want to remind people they got Ime Udoka as their new coach. Yes. What he did in Boston was somewhat transformative with the young guys and getting them uh, to the finals. Udoka was pretty damn good. I'm just curious, is there a world where they're way better than people think? If we, you know, For anybody going to Vegas this summer, do any gambling, I'm looking hard at the Houston Rockets. And As what? what? How, how, how high, how high I do mean, you I mean, I just think flying? their win total is probably going to be a little low given how highly I think of Udoka. We know coaching matters a ton in the NBA right yeah. now. Yeah. So, uh, but I don't understand the question. Where are you? Where, what, it's going to be like a 45-win team. Oh, no, I, I can't go that high. Can't go that high. Um, I like, I like Van, Van Vliet. Um, I like that we've already seen him working out with Jalen Green. Oh, that's yeah. The, that's the exact impact Leadership. that you want him to have. Yeah. Uh, Dylan Brooks has been dragged. He doesn't, he didn't, look, he brought so much of it on himself. I'm, I can't do a JJ, JJ Reddick and say. Yeah, didn't like, Reddick basically say he was going to be playing in China and now he got like an no, $80 no, million dollar contract? No, no, no. I, I don't think Reddick ever said that. Reddick was, was the opposite. He, he, he was upset oh. that, that people were bagging on Dylan. Yeah, it was a little Dylan, harsh. It, it, was, it was over the top without question, but Dylan brought so much of it yeah. on himself. I'm not, I'm not about to defend him. Uh, that said, he's he is a good player. I don't know if he's twenty million good, but he's a good player, and that, I like that backcourt. And I'm a big fan of Sangoon. But they went after Brook Lopez. They needed some size, and now you. This is the greater issue, and I have a lot of respect for Udoka as well. But you have three young guys in Kevin Porter Jr., Jabari Smith, and Jalen Green, because Dylan Brooks and Van Vliet are there, and Sangoon is starting at center. One of those three young guys is not going to start after starting last year. 
and how that plays and which one of them has to come off the bench, yeah. that one's not yeah. going to be happy. And so you already have a locker room issue that you're going to have to deal with. All right, I'll, the last question, Kyrie Irving and the Mavs. Who, who won that deal? I wanted to give Mark Cuban credit, but Kyrie's trying to do a victory lap on social media. I don't know if you saw it. Shout out to my agent who's like his mom or whatever yes. it is. Uh, yeah, I got $126 million. It, it, it well, felt like a weird flex. Yeah, well, I mean, people didn't think he was going to get paid. I mean, they, they, I, I was told, like, there was a, sort of a wink-wink nod. This is the deal we'll be able to offer you when they made the trade. Okay. It's, it's, I, I don't see him going to Dallas unless he knew that they were going to re-up him. He wanted the full, the full max, and he, <laughs> didn't, he didn't get that. What I was surprised... So I think it's two years and a player option. Yeah. If I was Dallas, I would have wanted team option. No, he's going to want third out year. and he'll, he'll, he'll leave. You, he's not going to like it. I feel so well, bad for Luca, but uh, they're going to yell at me for talking about the Mavs. Uh, all right. Uh, Rick Bucher, NBA analyst here. They don't yell at you, Jay Fox, but they, will. they love you. <laughs> at Fox Sports. Thanks, Rick. I'm sure we'll see you uh, soon. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.